Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Bridgewater Church. My name is Pastor Kurt. So glad that you decided to join us this morning on this beautiful sunny day. How many people are happy that it's sunny? Yeah, I love it. So it's good to have you here. Um, we've been going through this series, I Quit Being Afraid. And if there's a word that you thought that you could get away with saying, I think we just about covered it this, over these past four weeks. So if you've thought, oh, I don't worry, I just get stressed. Or if you've thought, I don't worry, I just get afraid sometimes. Or this week, I don't worry, I just get anxious. So whichever one that you've said all along, we ended up covering it. And I would say if you're sitting there today and you have not experienced worry, anxiety, stress, or fear on some level, then I would ask you to come up and we're gonna check your pulse. <laughs> All right, make sure. All right, so we're gonna go through, we're gonna, we're gonna dive in and we're gonna talk about anxiety today, but the, the focus is going to be on being still. What does it truly mean to be still? Do you know the feeling of pushing out all of the anxious thoughts and just being in the moment? I've known many that struggle with doing that. There are moments when I just want to like sit out on my back porch and just take in the fresh air and look at God's beautiful creation outside on a day like today. Uh, I remember a time when my, my son Ezekiel um, when he was in third grade, he was, he was getting really anxious every day. He was losing sleep over this, this thing, right? So there's this thing that they have in the classroom that if they move your clip, it, then you get in trouble, right? So you move your clip so many times that you like lose five minutes of recess. I don't know what it was exactly, but it was, there was some sort of consequence for that. And Zeke, Zeke liked to behave in school. And he was terrified to get in trouble for misbehaving. So he, did, he, he tried to behave all the time. And to the point where he was losing sleep over it, he was really anxious. And we would pray with him at night and encourage him and be like, you know, it's all right. If it, if, if it moves, it's not the end of the world. It's okay. You know. Um, and he got through that. He, he did. So, um, and I think it, the, the clip moved once, but it wasn't because of behavior. So... He was happy about that, I think. <laughs> um, but then, and then I think of another time um, with uh, Amanda. Um, Amanda really gets very anxious about going to Knobles. I don't know about anyone else in here, but she would get very anxious about going to Knobles. Um, she had some experiences when she was younger that have led to this anxiety. And, and you know, especially going there with young children, you know, worrying about where the kids are and that sort of thing. I remember one year we went and they announced, this is the 10th the most packed day we've ever had at Knobles. And we're like, yay, you know. And so she gets really anxious at Knobles. And so that would be something that we would need to work through. And, and um, so I want to tell you, if she's ever gone to Knobles with you, then she really loves you, okay? <laughs> All right? <clears throat> Um, but there's many reasons, many ways that we can get anxious. Um, people get anxiety going to Walmart. 
I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people on talking through their anxiety with them on how to get through Walmart. Um, also, maybe you get anxious about going to your kid's friend's birthday party. You're like, oh no, I don't know any of the other parents. What's it going to be like? How's that going to be? Am I going to have anybody to talk to? You know, that sort of thing. And then there can be anxiety about much more significant things like, you know, if you've experienced trauma in your life, um, there could be a whole lot of anxiety related to that. And so it is a big thing. It's a big deal. And um, so I wanted to address it this morning. Um, In Max Lucado's book, um, Anxious for Nothing, great book, by the way, um, he says, and this was in 2017, that the average child today has the same level of anxiety as a patient in a psychiatric hospital in the 1950s. So just as a, as a comparison to the, um, the experience of anxiety today compared with how it was in the past, anxiety is a major concern. And I will say that um, in the counseling that I've done, uh, anxiety, I've watched it where that's progressed. It's, people have so much of it that, it that it moves into depression because they're so tired of being anxious and, and even to the point sometimes where, where suicidal thoughts can begin. And then they go for treatment. And what happens is then they go for treatment and they're treated for depression, when in reality, the root of what they're dealing with is anxiety. So that can happen as well. And so we want to talk this morning about how to quit fear and wait on God. Be still. Be still. Stop hiding, stop doing, making, taking, and fretting. Be still. Psalm chapter 46, verses 10 and 11. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still and know that he is God. I've had to say people over the years, it's productive to be still, to sit in the quiet. I know for some, it's, it's, there's this self-worth that's tied to what they accomplish in a day, in a week, in a year, or maybe even in an hour. But sometimes it might mean that you're literally putting in your schedule time to be still and not feeling guilty about it. So like, oh, I have this appointment. I got to go here. I got to go there. Oh, here, I schedule this time right here to be still. You actually put it in your schedule to be still and know that he is God. Sometimes we can't even hear God and practice his truth because our mind is so busy that we crowd out his voice. What about when we get that feeling of anxiety that's so overwhelming that we cannot seem to focus. You hear God saying, be still, but the feeling, the feelings are just too intense. I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about some physical things that are going on and a body process called fight or flight. Fight or flight is a tool that your body uses to protect itself from danger. When you feel threatened, 
the response is automatically triggered. There's several physiological changes that happen during this time. You might experience an increased heart rate, rapid breathing, racing thoughts, difficulty concentrating. You might have dizziness or lightheadedness, nausea, shaking, sweating, and particularly have tensed muscles. These are all these symptoms of that fight or flight. And so at times, even threats to our emotional well-being, such as fear of embarrassment before giving a presentation, fear of preaching in public, um, that could trigger a fight or flight response. But in these cases, the symptoms do more harm than good. The symptoms are not going to hurt you. And that increased awareness that happens with the fight or flight, that might help you when you're trying to escape from a bear, but it doesn't help you when you're not in danger. It doesn't help you stay cool, calm, and collected. So, so the fight or flight response is our body's natural defense. God designed it to keep us safe. If I'm walking down a dark alley late at night in a bad neighborhood in Chicago, I bet my fight or flight better be working so that I'm aware that I could either fight or run away. It would likely be run away, okay? Um, But there comes a point when we're not in danger. And these responses, they lead to excessive anger, anxiety, or prolonged stress. We're gonna talk about here in a few minutes um, some opposing relaxation response that we can have to reduce some of these uh, symptoms of anxiety. And if you've been in church long enough, you'll be encouraged to pray, and we should. We should take things to our Creator when we're struggling. But oftentimes, when we have that fight or flight response, when it's not dealt with, sometimes it turns into what I call worry prayers. All right? This is when we're actually anxious, we're super anxious, this fight or flight response is going on, and we pray good prayers, but like something like this. Please, God, take these anxious thoughts from me. God, work out this situation. Make everything better. Give me peace and change my circumstances. And, and, and repetitive, 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 over and over and over again. But what happens is, although these are good things to pray, it just becomes repetitive, and it goes along the cycle of the fight or flight, what your body is doing. So like I said, there's nothing wrong with these prayers. They're good but they can become repetitive and, and they don't tend to decrease the anxiety. Um, and we need to practice, not only be still, but we need to practice knowing the truth of God's word. I'm gonna read uh, in, again in Psalm 46, uh, verses one through nine. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fail. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. 
I have the circle up here for you to see so that you sort of give an, get an idea of what I'm getting at here. Ultimately, you look at the, the big part of that circle, and that is the spiritual meaning that, that is uh, talking about our relationship with God. Ultimately, God is over all things. As it says here in Psalm 46, he is exalted over all the nations and on the earth. No matter what happens in life, God knows and has a plan. He can help us as we seek him in the midst of all the struggle. That's why spiritual is the overall influence of this circle. And then we have the physical and the emotional there. When we're in our relationship with God, that is a major determining factor in our physical and our emotional state. Scripture talks about the fact that sometimes we might actually be anxious because of our sin. But I do want to make that clear, although that is sometimes the case, I don't want anyone walking away thinking that because I'm anxious, it's because I'm sinning. Um, anxiety is an emotion, all right? It's neutral. Um, sometimes it could be the result of sin. Sometimes it could be a result of, like I said before, trauma that's happened in your life. It can be a result of all sorts of different things. Um, but there's a tendency where people have to beat themselves up for even having it. And um, that's just, there's, we don't need to do that, um, is what I'm saying. And oftentimes in the church, we run to the Bible verses and quickly state them without listening to our body. Um, for example, like Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing but in everything with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Fantastic passage of scripture focused on getting relief from anxiety, right? And we should know that. And I think if you're struggling with anxiety, it's a great verse to memorize, along with the be still verse that we just talked about. But sometimes where the, where the anxiety is so much, where we need to do some other things to try and reduce uh, that fight or flight response. Um, so we're going to do something a little different this morning. I'm going to walk you through some exercises that address what your body is doing physically, and then I'm going to incorporate um, truths from Psalm 46 as we walk through it together. Um, Edmund Jacobson was the author of what's called progressive muscle relaxation, and he said, you cannot, you cannot be stressed in a relaxed body. Therefore, his focus was on re re releasing the tension in your muscles so that your body can feel relaxed. You see, there's this part of the brain where the fight or flight occurs called the amygdala, and what happens is that we that fight or flight dominates in that part of the brain, and it blocks rational thought. So we cannot move to the next part of change, which would be in overcoming anxiety. That would mean to change the way that we think. But if we're so overwhelmed that we can't think clearly, it makes it hard to change the way that we think. So even if you think it's weird or you think I'm strange, that wouldn't be the first time someone's thought that about me, all right? Um, please do this along with me. So if you're starting to fall asleep, this is the point where you engage and begin to awake. Um, although after doing this, you might want to fall asleep. Um, so we're going to use techniques called deep breathing and um, progressive muscle relaxation with some truths from God's word. 
Okay, are you ready for it? Everybody, are you ready? Okay, all right. All right, begin by taking a deep breath and notice, noticing the feeling of the air filling your lungs. Hold your breath for a few seconds. God is our refuge and strength. Release the breath slowly. Let the tension leave your body. Take in another breath and hold it. He is ever present in the midst of struggle. Again, slowly release the air. Even though things look scary right now, God is in control. Even slower now, take another deep breath. Fill your lungs and hold the air. Slowly release the breath and imagine the feeling of tension leaving your body. The Lord Almighty is with us. Now move the attention to your feet. While you're doing the breathing, begin to tense your feet by curling your toes and the arch of your foot. Hold on to the tension and notice what it feels like. Now release the tension in your foot. Notice the feeling of relaxation. The God of Jacob is with me. Next, begin to focus on your lower leg. Tense the muscles in your calves. Hold them tightly and pay attention to the feeling, pay attention to that feeling of tension. God will help me. Release the tension from your lower leg. Again, notice the feeling of relaxation. Remember to continue to take deep breaths. Next, tense the muscles in your upper leg and your pelvis. You can do this by tightly squeezing your thighs together. Make sure you feel tenseness without going to the point of strain. Remember what God has done. And release. Feel the tension leave your muscles. Begin to tense your stomach and your chest. You can do this by sucking in your stomach. Squeeze harder and hold the tension a little bit longer. He has the power to end war. He can help me. Release the tension. Allow your body to go limp. Let yourself notice the feeling of relaxation. Continue taking deep breaths. Breathe in slowly. Let the air fill your lungs and hold it. And then release slowly, feeling it leave your lungs. Be still. Next, the tension in your back by bringing your shoulders together behind you. Hold them tightly. Tense them as hard as you can without straining and keep holding. Release the tension from your back. Feel the tension slowly leave your body and the feeling of relaxation. Notice how different your body feels when you allow it to relax. Know that I am God. Tense your arms all the way from your hands to your shoulders. Make a fist and squeeze all the way up your arm. Hold it. Release the tension from your arms and shoulders. Notice the feeling of relaxation in your fingers, hands, arms, and shoulders. Notice that and, and feel at ease. God lifts his voice and the earth melts. He can care for me. Finally, tense your entire body. Tense your feet, your legs, your stomach, chest, arms, head, and neck. So just like you would feel on a stressful day. Hold that tension. 
Now release. Allow your whole body to go limp. Pay attention to the feeling of relaxation, how different it is from the feeling of tension. Adjust your arms and legs, stretch your muscles, and if you were closing your eyes, go ahead and open your eyes. Now, that's a simple exercise, but what, what the part about that was not just clear in your mind. The part about that is clear in your mind and filling it with the truth of God's word. We need to practice knowing and understanding the truth of God's word and applying it in our lives. That's why I added Psalm 46 in there, and you could do that with other scripture passages as well. As you pull truth out of God's word and apply it to your life, you can use it with this exercise. So we we're challenged in this passage to be still, and we're also challenged to know God. How to quit fear, to wait on God, be still, and know God. The word know here is yada. It means to recognize, reflect on, and understand, and know by experience. It's not just know about God. It's knowing God intimately, having that relationship with him, spending time with him. And as I mentioned that above exercise, it's about filling your mind with the truth of God's word. He says to be still and know that I am God. And three things that I'd like you to walk away with this morning. So we can take, and hopefully that was a relaxing experience. It's usually better if you're like, you know, home alone or something like that. Um, or I know that some have struggled with that before because if their mind is so busy, sometimes putting on worship music can help while you're doing this to help you to focus on God. Um, so number one, uh, physical relaxation. This, use that progressive muscle relaxation or deep breathing along with God's word because number two is to seek what is true. When those lies come into your mind that tend to increase your anxiety, combat those lies with the truth of God's word and apply it to your life. And finally, to know God intimately. God wants us to know him intimately. He knows us intimately. He wants us to pursue him with our whole heart, our whole mind, and our whole soul. So that's my prayer this morning and this week as we go, um, that we'd apply that to our lives and that we wouldn't allow anxiety to control us, but that we would be still and know that he is God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that how great your word is, that we can use it as a guide to guide our lives to know what truth is, but also that it's a way that we can know you better, to know what you like, what you don't like. God, and I pray that you would help us as we pursue you to be still and know that you are God. Let us learn more about you so that we can know God, that you have this. And we'll give you all the praise and honor and glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.